the last skull attack. Has anyone ever seen what the Supreme Intelligence really looks like? No one can look upon the Supreme Intelligence in its true form. You know that. Our subconscious chooses the way they appear to us, so it's sacred. It's personal. No creed divulges it, ever. Who do you see? Your brother? No. Father? No. Your old commander? Veers. It's me you see, isn't it? I see what you're trying to do. <laughs> is it working? Yes. But you won't succeed in changing the subject. What is the point of giving me these if you don't want me to use them? I want you to use them. The Supreme Intelligence gave me responsibility of showing you how to use them. I know how. Yeah, if that were true, you'd better knock me down without them. Control your impulses. Stop using this. Start using this. I want you to be the best version of yourself. Your commander insists that you're fit to serve. I am. You struggle with your emotions, with your past which fuels them. You are just one victim of the scroll expansion that has threatened our civilization for centuries. Imposters who silently infiltrate, then take over our planets. Horrors that you remember and so much that you do not. It's all blank. My life. You're supposed to take the form of who I most admire. But I don't even remember who this person was to me. Perhaps this is a mercy. Sparing you from a deeper pain. Freeing you to do what all Kree must. Put your people's needs before your own. We've given you a great gift. The chance to fight for the good of all Kree. I want to serve. Then master yourself. What was given can be taken away. I won't let you down. We'll know soon enough. You have a mission. Serve well and with honor. In the movie Captain Marvel, we are introduced to a young woman named Veers. She's a warrior in the Kree civilization, caught up in a great war against the Skrull people. But her memory of her past is sketchy and incomplete, and so she struggles to uncover her true identity. To gain answers, she meets with the supreme intelligence, but in a veiled way, for no one can survive the unveiled presence of the supreme intelligence. Veers longs to be in the action, to be on mission, and to serve her people well. But to do that, she'll have to put her own wants, her own preferences, and her own desires aside. She will need to surrender herself 
for the good of the mission and the good of others. This movie presents themes that have a clear yet a very imperfect resemblance to themes we see in Scripture. Matthew records an instance when Jesus, after explaining to his friends what his own mission was, invited them to join him on that mission. But he made it clear what it would cost them. Jesus said to his disciples, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own life. You must take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you'll save it. It seems so contrary to how we think it would be. But the only way to find life, true life, full life, a worthwhile life, is by surrendering our life to Christ. To stop chasing all those things that we think might bring us pleasure or happiness, and instead to pursue Jesus. But we're promised that when we do that, when we surrender our life to Jesus, we'll actually be saving our life. And it's in living life with Jesus, on mission with him, that we find the life we've actually been craving all along. Well, in her search for identity, Veers ends up on earth and discovers that her actual name is Carol Danvers, and that she has been deceived and used by the Cree people, who are actually not her friends at all, but the enemy. So now, her mission has changed. Well, I could use a co-pilot. No. No, I, I can't. I can't leave Monica. Mom, it's okay. I can stay with Grandma and Papa. <laughs> There's no way I'm going, baby. It's too dangerous. Testing brand new aerospace tech is dangerous. And you used to do that? Your plan is to leave the atmosphere in a craft not designed for the journey, and you anticipate hostile encounters with a technologically superior foreign enemy. Correct? That's what I'm saying. You have to go. Monica. You have a chance to find the coolest mission in the history of missions. And you're going to give it up to sit on the couch and watch Fresh Prince with me? What? I just think you should consider what kind of example you're setting for your daughter. Your mom's lucky. When they were handing out kids, they gave her the toughest one. Lieutenant Trouble. You remembered. Is that mine? No, no. You hang on to it until I come back. But there is something that I need your help with. I can't wear these Cree colors anymore. And since you are obviously the only person around here with any sense of style, Team. How do I look? Fresh. <laughs> I love the way the daughter encourages her mom to be on mission and without excuse and without hesitation. 
But friends, that little girl was wrong. For the mission of Christ is the most incredible mission there is. Luke records a time when a crowd was following Jesus. And Jesus said to them, If you want to be my disciple, you must, by comparison, hate everyone else. Your father and mother, your wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even your own life. Otherwise, you can't be my disciple. And if you do not carry your own cross and follow me, you can't be my disciple. Now, don't worry. Jesus is not advocating for irresponsible parenting or dysfunctional homes. He is simply saying that our love for him should be greater than our love for anything and anyone else, including our families and including ourselves. And here's the beautiful paradox of what Jesus is inviting us into. When we give Jesus our greatest love, we open ourselves to receive his great love for us. And his love compels us to love others far more and in far better ways than we could on our own. But make no mistake, to follow Jesus will cost us. It's not always comfortable, it's not always convenient, but it is always worth it. And when we spend time with Jesus, he changes us. Like Paul told the believers at Colossae, you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. And since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, with kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Like Carol changing her uniform because she is on a different side now, when we follow Christ, our appearance should change. We wear a different uniform. A new life demands a new lifestyle. So beware of complacency disguising itself as contentment, walking around in those old spiritual rags. Now, some of you are watching this message online today because to be safe, you need to exercise caution and avoid crowds. So we are so glad we have the online option available for you. But many of you are watching from the couch, not because it's safe or cautious, but because it's comfortable and convenient. And if that's you, then friend, I want to encourage you. It's time to get off the couch and get back in the mission. The kingdom needs it. Others need you to serve, and you need it. It's time to re-engage with others here on campus. And for some of you parents, your kids need it. They need to be involved with other students and be active in our kids and student ministries. So don't allow convenience and comfort to stunt your child's spiritual development. Now, eventually, Carol and her friends encounter a colony of scroll people. Let's watch. She called it the Tesseract. Whoa. What was Lawson doing with all this kid stuff?
hace. He didn't come here for the Tesseract. signal for any reason the Kree would find us you did the right thing it's okay it's okay she's alright she's a friend I am not gonna hurt you she led me to you I'm so sorry I didn't know. Carol, this is war. My hands are filthy from it too. But we're here now. You found my family. This is just the beginning. There are thousands of us separated from each other. Scattered throughout the galaxy. Carol Danvers had been deceived into thinking that the people she should help were the enemy. But once she realized that those people were victims and not villains, she knew her mission was to free them, not condemn them. The Apostle Paul reminds us that we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. In Luke chapter 4, Jesus announced his mission using the words of the prophet Isaiah. He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim the captives will be released and that the blind will see and that the oppressed will be set free and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Jesus came to set free everyone who is held captive by sin and deceived by the devil, which is, well, everyone, all of us. And that is the same mission he has given to us. So while none of us are innocent in our sinfulness, neither is anyone who is stuck in the grip of sin the enemy. Friend, our job is to help free them from the captivity of their sin. It's embarrassing for me, but even after all these years of following Jesus, even as a pastor, I still sometimes get hung up on this. Too many times do I confuse the people I'm to help with the enemy. Now, if somebody's actions and ideas oppose God, I should not excuse that, but I should lovingly help them see truth and find freedom in Christ because their salvation is our mission, church. Well, Carol unfortunately gets captured by the Cree people to whom she once belonged, but then her memory begins to come back to her. Let's see what happens next. It's cute how hard you're trying. But remember, 
without us. You're weak. You're flawed. Helpless. We saved you. Control. I'll never let you fly. Say it again. You're only human. You're right. I'm only human. You are reborn. Veers. My name is Carol. with one arm tied behind my back. But what happens when I'm finally set free? You want me to get you an oven mitt? Well, that's why I'm a dog guy. Now, friends, I want to remind you of how special it is to be human. Humanness, as God intended, is a beautiful thing. To be human is to be made in the very image of our holy God. But sadly, our sin distorts our humanity, and our enemy's currency is deceit. 
Satan works overtime whispering and even shouting his lies to us to convince us that we're no good, to keep us stuck in sin, and to keep us stuck in fear and shame. So friend, let me remind you of what's true of you if you follow Jesus Christ. Paul tells the believers at Corinth that you're a new person. Your old sin life is gone away and a brand new you has become. Peter tells the church that you're a chosen people, a holy people. You're God's special possession. Paul, writing to the church at Galatia, said, Your old self was crucified with Jesus, and now Christ lives in you. Jesus' friend John says that you are a child of God. Paul, to the church at Ephesus, says you are God's masterpiece, created to do good. And John, once again, says that you are a friend of God. So, friend, when Satan shouts his lies trying to convince you that you're just a sinner, remind him that's who you were, but that's not who you are anymore. The blood of Jesus has redeemed you and freed you. So you can tell Satan to go back to hell where he belongs. Now, when Carol Danvers remembers her identity, it unleashed a power in her, and she became a new person, Captain Marvel. Deploy ballistic warheads. doesn't have a defense system advanced enough to destroy our warheads. That's not their defense system, Ronan. Take them down. Jump point. We'll be back for the weapon. 
the core. The woman. since I found you that day by the lake. But can you keep your emotions in check long enough to take me on? Or will they get the better of you as always? I always told you, you'll be ready the day you can knock me down as yourself. This is that moment. This is that moment, Beers. Turn off the light show and prove, prove to me you can beat me with that... Church, we are in a cosmic war between good and evil, and we are guaranteed that good will win. Jesus said in Acts 1.8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. I like to paraphrase it this way. We'll have the Holy Spirit power in us and we'll be his witnesses here, there, and everywhere. So when we put our hope and trust in Jesus, we receive the Holy Spirit. And that means we receive the Spirit's power. The Holy Spirit empowers us to bear witness to the life-changing resurrection power of Jesus Christ to everyone, everywhere. And that's even better than a comic book superpower. So while we might not be able to fly or shoot proton blasts from our hands... We do have the power to go toe-to-toe with all the powers of hell and to be victorious over sin and death and to be more than conquerors in this life. So friend, I pray that you will put your hope in Jesus and allow his power to transform your life and that you will bear witness to his resurrection power to everyone, everywhere you go.